In this episode, we talk about Airbnb. The focus is on what makes them unique. Are they the same kind of company as Marriott or Hilton? We'll talk about how they make their money and what's unique about them, as well as what will make them successful or potentially fail in the future. In addition, we'll talk about some of the recent choices and changes that Airbnb has made and whether it's a variable cost or primarily a fixed cost business. If you've got questions about Airbnb, listen to this episode and then write us with your thoughts and questions afterwards. Let's dive in. Airbnb, a company that many of us have used and some of us even have hosted on. It's a company that has an endearing story, an incredible background, and just IPO'd in December of 2020. What a time for Airbnb. I'm really excited to talk through some of the history, some of the experience, and some of the numbers for this pretty storied company. Let me just begin at the beginning. In 2007, two roommates, Brian and Joe, put an air mattress in their living room in San Francisco. It was conference season and all the hotels were booked. And they were able to create a makeshift bed and breakfast. They recognized that travelers were searching for something that was unusual. And in their situation, cheap, which was their initial focus for Airbnb. It started with an email between the two guys and moved on to become what is one of the world's largest hospitality companies. Now, we took a look at Airbnb because we were curious, does Airbnb think of itself as more of a hotel company or an experience company? Does it think of itself as a company that's a platform or a total hospitality experience? And we found out some pretty interesting things. The primary source of Airbnb's revenue comes from service fees, from bookings that are charged to both guests and hosts. And while there are experiences on Airbnb, the majority of these booking fees come from hospitality, from the stay, the residence itself. Depending on the size of the reservation, the renters are charged a non-refundable service fee. So even if they decide to cancel their rental, Airbnb keeps it. Usually it's about 14%, 14 14.2% on average. Hosts are also charged a fee, tricky, tricky, no more than 3% of each completed booking. And this is largely said to cover some of the credit card processing fees. Because of this aggregate fee, this about 17%, Airbnb takes quite a large cut of each one of the booking fees. Now, Airbnb doesn't reside on third-party booking platforms, which most hotels do. Um, So it really serves its own ecosystem. Airbnb has more than 7 million listings as of the spring of 2021 in more than 200 countries, and they have more than 150 million active users. So let's go and take a look at the numbers for Airbnb. It's pretty interesting. We can look at them now because they just filed their first 10K. Um, In fact, in uh, 2016, they had 125 million nights and experiences booked. In 2019, which was a peak um, for them, they had 327 million um, nights booked. And in 2020, they actually reverted back to 2017 levels, returning about three years backward um, to about 100 
193 million. Uh, their gross booking value was exceptional. At the peak, uh, about $38 billion in revenue booked through the Airbnb platform. And um, reverting back in 2020 to about $24 billion. When we look at all those numbers, what we can see is that there is a pretty high room rate per night on average. Um, that a lot of the rooms actually in the pandemic were slightly more expensive than they were prior, which probably means that people were staying in nicer homes or more expensive locations when they were choosing where to stay in the pandemic, not in, for example, shared homes where you would have a, a single room. And then we go through and we look at revenue and we see a slightly different story because Airbnb actually doesn't count revenue from the gross bookings. They only count their revenue as the revenue that they take as a slice off of the top. Um, we've talked before about Uber and about how Uber is a variable cost business. Well, in many ways, this is a variable cost platform that Airbnb has built it as well. Now, there's tech-enabled services. The headquarters at Airbnb um, suffered significantly during the pandemic, and there was actually a major layoff that happened early in the pandemic simply to keep Airbnb afloat because there is a large fixed cost that separates Airbnb from a lot of its hotel operators. Um, in fact, that fixed cost includes marketing and legal, the platform management, hospitality crews, even picture takers that are inside the Airbnb framework. But ultimately, this is really more of a variable cost business because Airbnb only makes money when there is a single booking that happens. What does this mean? It means that they should have pricing or costing power to be successful in the industry. And we actually find that they do have one of those. Now, Airbnb doesn't have a lot of cost power. The real cost from the variable side is on the um, acquisition for credit card companies. They're paying a credit card fee fee each time they're paying. And they do have some customer acquisition costs, which um, they, they use their network to expand. Um, but ultimately, the big costs, they don't have a lot of control over how much they spend on those. There's not a lot of negotiating or collective power that they have. Um, however, the pricing, Airbnb does have power. And this is one of their major differentiators between Airbnb and a company like Uber. Instead of having very low switching costs and very easy instantaneous switching, for Airbnb, of course, you could make the selection between a single home that was on the Airbnb platform and a hotel. But those are two different products. It's not really a replacement or a full substitution. When you're in an Uber or a Lyft, the first car that comes at the lowest price will totally work for your ride. But for an Airbnb, there's a few more particulars. What if it has a king bed or doesn't? What if it has a pool or doesn't? What if it's open more now or closed? What if it's on a street with parking or it doesn't have one? The differentiation inside the portfolio and the differentiation of an Airbnb versus a hotel makes this a much stickier platform where the fees are incredibly high. We'll be right back after this quick message. If you're enjoying learning about strategy and want to put it into action, one of the best ways to do that is by joining us on a future Strategy Sprint. Strategy Sprint is a two-day training process, one day for skills, and one day to plan with a team how to solve an actual case. Then we put you live with a client for an entire week with a coach that is a former McKinsey, Bain, or BCG staff member. Your coach will guide you through 
how to interact with a client, how to resolve data, and how to make great recommendations. Join us for the next strategy sprint by finding the link in the show notes and registering on our upcoming waitlist. We look forward to having you. So what's the focus for Airbnb? Well, their focus isn't on pricing growth and on sustaining a high price. Their focus is on developing an acceleration in the numbers, both the volume booked, as well as the number of nights booked, as well as the number of people booking. Um, And so this is one of those really fascinating businesses that while their business model and their compensation comes from variable bookings, you see a really significant focus for the company on being driving volume, which is what you would normally see in more of a fixed cost business. Um, Ultimately, what we saw is that Airbnb did endure a net loss, um, an an adjusted EBITDA that was a loss inside um, 2020. Uh, We we saw that they actually were there in 2019, but were projected to grow out of it before their IPO. Uh, We do expect that if Airbnb is able to achieve its goals to keep at bay other competitors that would think about joining into the market. And if they're able to maintain the pricing power that they have, especially on the booking fee side, um, then they're going to have a pretty unicorn experience in just a couple of years. What are some of the things that could really endanger a company like Airbnb? Well, one would be really major problems, um, lawsuits or loss of trust. So if all of a sudden on Airbnb, everything was a five-star rating and Airbnb started promoting people by following a second revenue stream, allowing them to pay their way to the top of the platform, and you didn't feel like you were actually getting the best search results or the best experiences, if it felt like it was favoring things that then you didn't have a good experience with, people might begin to have attrition off the Airbnb platform. Um, Or if another platform like Verbo was able to really capitalize on some of the networking effects and the consumer trust experiences that Airbnb has been able to have, if you could have more switching costs between one platform and another, and they were able to compete on the fees, you might find um, that Airbnb would be in a different class. However, I would say that I think that this is a pretty durable business with a lot of upside as more people begin to book uh, Airbnbs and other accommodations around the world as we return to traveling and as we get excited about going new places and having really creative, curated experiences while we're there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Strategy Simplified. If you're interested in understanding how companies like Airbnb work so that you can be prepared for a case interview or just general conversation on the job, we would love to help. At Management Consulted, we offer one-on-one coaching services, industry primers, and a case library with over 500 cases where you can think about, talk through, and work through math just related to companies like Airbnb and beyond. You can find all those links in the show notes. And in the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and review it. We'd love to hear your feedback and we're excited to have you back for a future episode of Strategy Simplified.